happy new year. It, it's such an amazing time and an exciting time and, and not just our lives, but around the world as people celebrate the coming of a new year, a, a time to be refreshed, a time to be renewed. Uh, it's almost like a time to get a, re, a new start in our lives. And, and it's one of those significant moments where people start to reflect on what's happened over the last year or even the last past year. And they start to really prepare themselves to make resolutions on what they'll be and who they'll be moving forward. There's a challenge that happens sometimes with us in this time though. As we reflect, oftentimes we may look back on the past year and, and, and we may not be encouraged by the things we went after uh, going after doing or trying to accomplish. We may feel a, a sense of, uh, of failure instead of victory. We may feel a, a, a sense of loss uh, or a sense of hopelessness because maybe things didn't go the way we wanted them to. For some of us, as we reflect back, uh, we may feel this wrestling match over uh, uh, the, the blessings we feel we received versus the things that we actually physically lost along the way whether it was financial loss, a, a, a monetary loss, some type of physical uh, ailment, or even the loss of people we love. And, and it's a wrestling match because oftentimes as we reflect, and even as we prepare to make these resolutions for many of us, it's these things that happened that can affect and, and determine how we'll decide we'll move forward, uh, continuing on as we make our resolutions. And I want to challenge us as we do our own little bit of reflecting today, not to just make resolutions if that's what you do, uh, not to just make plans for the year if that's what you do. And even if you don't, for all of us together to not just uh, have these resolutions, but to really be resolved, to be firmly determined and, and, and solid in who we are and ultimately who we're willing to be as a result. And to let that all be based off of who we are in Christ, where we stand before God, and what we're gonna be as a result of that relationship. And I wanna start off by just looking back at the Bible and seeing, doing a little reflecting on what we have and what we've obtained in this word that God has given us. And I want to start in just thinking about the Old Testament. And you think about how the Old Testament was such an amazing uh, a representation of who God was. He displayed his power in so many different ways throughout the Old Testament. Uh, I think about times like in the time of Noah, where he literally caused floods down to cover the entire earth to show people that he was serious about whether or not people would obey him or not and actually destroying everyone except for Noah's family due to his flood. Uh, I also think about Moses and how he actually saved his people through, through water as well as he split the Red Sea, allowing them to walk through on dry land and then uh, again bringing that flood down and letting the sea fall down on the Egyptians. But, but God didn't just show us his power. He didn't just show us who he was, he also showed us how he was. He showed us his heart as well. And, and the people in the Old Testament oftentimes reflected 
on what they saw in God's heart, not just what they saw God do. And Lamentations, early on in the Bible, Lamentations 3, verse 22, it says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And really just talking about how God never fails. God never stops fighting for us. And, and, and you see God doing things over and over again, where even in captivity, uh, as as his people were, were sent into captivity, were allowed to go into captivity because of their sinfulness. We see in Daniel how he literally kept the lion's mouth closed, protecting someone who loved him. And even Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were able to live, were able to survive the fiery furnace because of God's love and care for them. And even again, as his, his people were in captivity, we know that he said to them, you know, I know the plans that I have for you. Uh, and he still had plans to give them hope in the future. And over and over again, we see throughout the Old Testament uh, uh, phrases where God tells them, look, I know you're turning away from me, but whenever you turn back to me, I will be there for you. I won't leave you. I won't leave you hanging. All you have to do is turn back to me and I will be there for you. And it's really gets reflected as Angela shared with us a couple of weeks ago, Malachi 3.6, we see that this God that came in the beginning is still the God that we're seeing uh, throughout the Old Testament and going into the New Testament as Malachi 3.6 tells us, I, the Lord, do not change. And that same love, that same compassion for his people, that same desire to take care of his people, that same desire to show his people grace and forgiveness shows itself through the life of Jesus as he went after living a life for us to, to teach us who God really was, to help us see what it looks like to follow Christ, to follow God, to, to show us the ultimate example of what it means to sacrifice for God, even being willing to give up his life, not because of his sins, not because of his shortcomings, but to show us God's grace and his forgiveness and his love in full effect, Jesus gave his life because of our sins. And as we recognize that, as, as the people in the Bible even recognize that, we see things in like in Acts 2.38, when it made sense to them, when it connected to them, they asked Peter and the other disciples, what shall we do? And Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And, and, and for us, we, we heard that call. We recognized where we stood. We recognized where we were before God. And we recognized the relationship we desired to have. And we made decisions to follow those instructions, to repent and be baptized and to go after giving our lives uh, 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 over to him for that forgiveness. But that forgiveness wasn't just a one time, a temporary forgiveness. It wasn't something that we would have to be worried if we would lose it or if we would fall short, if we would go too far. And all of a sudden there was no forgiveness left. In Ephesians 1, 7, 8, we see it says in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. 
And it lets us know that this grace is overflowing, even to the point where when we see Paul talking about the thorn in his flesh, God tells him, look, don't worry about wherever you may fall short. Don't worry about whatever that is that is bothering you. He tells him, I'm not going to take him take it away. I'm not going to remove it from you, but my grace is sufficient. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about where you stand with me. Just stay in this fight. My grace is sufficient. And we see, uh, as Mike reminded us in Hebrews 12, 15, this call to see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. And this call for us to, to not only look at our lives and see and feel and grasp and hold on to God's grace, but to make sure that we're there for our brothers and sisters to make sure that they see it as well. And not to allow our shortcomings, not to allow the challenges we face, not to allow even the loss that we may have to keep us from missing how much God truly desires a relationship with us, how much God loves us, how much God is willing to forgive us despite our shortcomings, despite our, our sins, despite our mistakes. His grace is sufficient if we continue to fight and, and to connect to him, if we continue to, to stand and hold on to that response we had to repent and be baptized and to go after living our lives for him. And so as I mentioned in the beginning, I want to challenge us not to just make resolutions, not to just make plans for what we desire to happen or who we have to be, but as we make those resolutions to be resolved, to be fully resolved in our mind, our hearts, and our spirits, that we're going to fight to hold on to our relationship with God no matter what challenges may come. As we can sometimes get caught up into the day-to-day -day battles that we face and seeing our successes and failures and worrying about how those battles and how the results of those individual battles may affect our relationship with God and may affect who we should be and who we are when realistically, even though we're fighting battles every day, we have to be resolved to remember We've already won the war. Even though we may have to face a new battle tomorrow, regardless of what the outcome may be, if we feel like we succeeded or failed, we've already won the war. And so we can be resolved to go after God no matter what challenges come our way. We can be resolved to not worry about what losses we may have, knowing that we already have the greatest rewards waiting in store for us when we get to heaven on that day, knowing that even heaven is truly our great reward. And we don't have to worry about those things that come and go as they oftentimes do as we live our days here on this earth. And we can be resolved together to see to it that none of us misses God's grace that we're 
dedicated to make sure we're resolved to go after God in our lives and we're dedicated and resolved to help our brothers and sisters stay close to God as well. Encouraging each other, building each other up, lifting each other up, walking side by side with one another to make sure that none of us misses the grace of God and that all of us fight, not just at this new year time, because honestly, we're able to reflect and look back and be resolved about who God is throughout the year. And we'll have to call ourselves and others to do it over and over again. But we can be resolved to make sure that none of us misses this grace throughout this year, throughout the next few years, throughout the rest of our lives, so that we can all be there to celebrate and receive that great reward that God has planned for us when our day comes. Whether whether my day is with you, walking side by side, hand in hand, or if I go to be there before you or after you, we can all stand there together being grateful for what God has given us. So that's my short challenge for us on this New Year's Day. I pray that you have a great time just enjoying this day, enjoying this time, and I look forward to being with you in 2023 together.